thank you for joining us today on Conversations with Robbie Sherman. Pat Edwards, how are you today? I'm good. Hello, Robbie. Nice to meet you. Absolute pleasure to have you. You're one of the hosts of Let's Rewatch. You're part of Bounty Buddies. You even have your own little D&D podcast thing going on. Oh, yeah. Darkest Days of Dale. Uh, yeah. I, I haven't even gotten around to that one, man. That seems awesome, dude. Wow. You're doing the whole, you got the whole rap sheet there, huh? Well, yeah, I figured I'd give you like <laughs> as much a play as I could. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really enjoy the Let's Rewatch quite a bit. You guys have gone over some... Not some of my favorite films, but films I've always been interested in for different reasons. I went over your Super Bad episode earlier today, and that really hit all the points about that film that I think make it a little, mm-hmm. uh, a little better than some of the Apatow canon. Like some of the other Apatow canon hasn't aged as well as that movie. Would I? Would you agree? Uh, yes, yes, I would absolutely agree. That there's there's a there's some stuff there's definitely. Uh, I'm pretty sure that if you go back, I haven't, you know, there's uh, a lot of those I yeah, haven't watched. Like, uh, you, you brought out the main plot point that's kind of the big problem in the film. Oh, with Superbad in particular. Yeah, but yeah, yeah I'm sure that, I'm sure there's some um, homophobic jokes in the early episodes. Oh, I mean, that's part that, of the reason I like your show, too. You're not afraid yeah. to point out some of the issues and show where yeah. things might be a little cringy. I mean, I, I think that's good for art or any type of criticism. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's important to, people get, sometimes they get rankled by that or upset. It's like, look, you have to be able to call out things that are not okay. And, and also, but it's also, we also talk about all the time on, on the show is, you know, it doesn't necessarily make it impossible to enjoy a, a movie if you kind of, as long as you acknowledge that a certain scene or a joke, um, which got a pass is not okay is objectively not okay is yeah. you know problematic it's it's okay to say like ah, i like that movie but this this one bit right here they did that doesn't you know that that doesn't hold up that's not you know that's that's offensive or it's not you know that that's, that's something that you know and that's it's okay to acknowledge that yeah, yeah. It's totally. good. It's not only like cute. It's good. You should acknowledge that. You should acknowledge. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. You should. Yeah, like we shouldn't have to be arguing that it's okay to acknowledge that. You should yeah. be acknowledging it. Like that's right. that's part of growing up. That's <laughs> that's part of developing. You know, at, yeah. as a maturing person who wants to express art on different levels, I definitely think that's important to do. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> if you're not, then you're blinding yourself just a little bit anyways. <laughs> right. What a... I, yeah, I also was pretty interested by how your, like, companions reacted to the film, too, because they seemed largely positive about the experience mm-hmm. after, you know, it's, it's getting close... It, within like six or seven years, it's probably going to be 20 years since that thing came out, right? Oh, man, uh, I can't believe it. Yeah, but you're right. Yeah, totally right. It's, it's been a while. Like, uh, I'm starting to realize that some of my favorite stuff is like really old stuff from when I was in high school and I need to mm-hmm. get out of that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I like <laughs> Sam and Ash, they, they seem to really enjoy the film despite how like fucked up some parts of it are, definitely. <laughs> Oh yeah, no they 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 Sam and Ash um they're huge comedy fans, um, but uh, you know I think to their point too they'll point out like a lot of like what used to pass for comedy was just um, making you know using marginalized people or women which also are marginal you know as 
the butt of the joke and like that is a joke or something you know and which it's not funny honestly it's not even like i don't even yeah yeah like like my, the first episode of my show is over a particular Ralph Bakshi film, which I probably shouldn't be saying the name of all the time because it's kind of mean and offensive. But like, I, I think that was that film was made like equal parts in like good intentions and ignorance because it it mm-hmm. shows like heavily, like heavily subjugated black populaces, but it doesn't necessarily explore options for making that. <laughs> that that better for them making their lives better or whatever you know it kind of just shows like the reactions on a violent level they may be having as a populace but it's not showing like the peaceful work some other people are doing you know work that isn't based around violence like what it, movie it, is that uh coonskin i yeah oh it, sorry sorry you said you didn't want to say the name i did yeah it's okay I it's okay i mean i've already done the episode so i can't uh <laughs> i can't hide from it too much but i try to I try to censor myself just a little bit because I don't think like everybody wants to go through the worst uh, <laughs> like of, of my favorite art. You know, I, I probably have a broader audience than I un- understand, you know, and take in. So I try to be mm-hmm. a little bit more open about those things. Thank you uh, so much for uh, giving me a second to run on. I didn't mean to take over the conversation. No, this is your show. Yeah, of course, of course. But you're my guest, and I want to make sure you have plenty of time to express whatever you want to express. I, I've been having such a good time going through Left Rewatch because I feel mm-hmm. like it, you guys aren't afraid to shy away from the cringy elements of these films that you probably love. Or if you don't love, you have an association with at some mm-hmm. point, at least, probably. What would, oh, yeah. uh, what would you say some of your favorite films have been to go through during your Let's Rewatch uh, tenure? Specifically with Let's Rewatch, um, I mean, Super Superbad was fun. I really, um, you know, it was a lot of fun. Was the recent one we did was Beverly Hills Cop, the first one. Oh, and I haven't that, gotten to that one yet. And, and that was one. Well, I don't want to spoil it for you how we felt about it, but that that was oh, okay. that was there was a fun, really fun episode. Uh, one when, when I was a, a newer, because if you those who don't know, I'm not um, an original host of let's rewatch the show yeah. started with an original four and one of the cast one of the coasts left um a couple of years ago and i mean gosh what when was that at this point i think this will be three or four years for me coming up this year um yeah. so but uh one of the first times i was like i'm picking they're like do you want to pick and we didn't have a guest I'm like i'm picking i'm i made them watch surf ninjas uh again another movie that i i i, I love but it's not good objectively and also has some problematic elements to it. But that, I just, that thing is insane. Oh it's, my it's God. Truly, it's truly bonkers. We want to see like a 30, we want to see like a 30 year old Rob Schneider, uh, <laughs> pretending to be a high schooler. Like a clear, like clearly like, sir, you, you, you have a, a mortgage. Like you are not in high school. Please stop. Yes. Uh, yes. It's, 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 but they give him orange hair to compensate. That was uh he was dear Evan Hansoning it like years before anyone yeah. understood what that was. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I just I loved revisiting the ones from like your childhood. And it was a really fun one was we did the first live action Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I don't know if you've listened to that episode and everyone I think my cast was my co-hosts were a little more uh weren't as optimistic going in, like, oh my gosh, that was wow that was a good movie and uh, hang straight it was yeah i i genuinely believe that's an underrated film for what Mm -hmm. it is when you take it 
into perspective of of its time when you look at the superhero films that were coming out around it like it yeah. it, it makes sense within its time period it has well drawn out mature themes going on in it at times um, i think when people if people sort of talk disparagingly about those movies they're probably mostly they're conflating the three of them all together because that happens oh, yeah. right we conflate and we've even oh, yeah. had those on our show where we're talking about movies and it's clear like one of us is making comments it's like you're talking about and it's before we've watched the movie yeah. the pre-watch segment of the show and it's like yeah you're clearly I talking about it. one of the sequels not like what you're talking those things you're referencing and because there are movies that go through real dramatic changes in tone or quality throughout their, you know, there's tons of franchises like that. Um, and I feel like the first of the Ninja Turtles is a very different movie. And, and it wasn't then the second and the third one is even a bigger leap. And then we just also did recently um, Friday ice cube and Chris Tucker. Uh, yeah, I'm looking and forward And that's to another that. one. It's similar in that, the, from the first to where the first one is to the third one, that is a huge. They're a complete. They're completely different. It's crazy. Yeah. You know, they just have the same name and the and the same lead actor. <laughs> Technically, <laughs> I guess playing the same character, but they are not like the same type of movie at all. Totally. Um, definitely um, get more cartoony. Do you uh, uh, do you con- do you consider your Rocketeer uh, <laughs> episode a pretty good one? I uh, I had a lot of fun with that episode. Yeah, I think I did. I, it's funny years like for us it's for me it's been like a while since uh, you know we did the episode right so it's been yeah, like, yeah, six totally. months or like eight months but i remember enjoying that there, there was one bit of information i definitely wanted to bring up and that was about how they developed something called a shaky cam which is the opposite of a steady cam mm-hmm. which they which instead of like creating a completely st- steady shot you know they're able to make a shaky shot with it and actually show the reverberations that are happening in the scene mm-hmm. and what was a what was wild about it was when they had to put it on home video they had to undo all that somehow through editing because it yeah. just didn't look good so they had to spend god knows how many thousands of dollars to re-edit the film just because they made this special camera which they had to spend thousands hundreds yeah. of thousands of dollars maybe like that yep. blew my mind oh thank you so much for uh thank yeah. whoever it was i don't know if it was you or if it was somebody else that came up i'm with that trying to remember that was so wild to me when you hear about stuff like that in hollywood yeah. you have to take note because whenever something like that happens you have to think oh an executive or something got fired over this you know like <laughs> every time like money gets lost in hollywood you know there's something going down <laughs> <laughs> yeah that stuff like that i love i love things like that though i love little tidbits like that they're it's so interesting to me yeah yeah the world of entertainment is fascinating to me despite mm-hmm. my many frustrations with it that's why i have this little podcast i'm so glad for you to be on and discuss it with me (laughs) yeah i definitely agree with you about the tmnt movies because the two movies after the first one were such different productions like they definitely um they definitely took away a lot of the violence and a lot of the more mature the more mature themes you know through the second and third one and the first one just functioned Mm -hmm. so well as and it it, it functions about everything that's kind of good about the turtles because let's face it the 
the cartoon's a little corny in ways that are kind of trying for an adult audience, right? <laughs> the black and white comics, like, are supposed to be parodies, but they function really well as just straightforward superhero stories. I don't know how familiar you are with all those turtle comics. I'm a, I'm a big fan of those. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, a little bit. Like, I'm aware... I. I've I've dabbled. Not I wouldn't call myself a big fan, but I would you know it's I'm aware of that they are a wildly different property. Yeah. Than yeah. like the cartoon show that blew up and was super popular. And then the yeah, you know, the move they're yeah, they're it's a very different tone, very different audience, very different uh level of maturity in the subject matter. I highly recommend the uh, the actual Turtles comics that came after it that were more designed like the cartoon as well, because let me tell you something. They could get a whole lot wilder in those comics than they ever could in that TV show. And there are just some stunning examples of comic book art in those comics. Mm-hmm. Some of the newer comics they've been putting out are really good. Yeah. I I think even some of the newer TV shows are okay. I just don't like the voice casting a lot. It kind of seems like they go from nostalgia stunt casting over a things that would be a little more intriguing or maybe just even a little more traditional to the franchise. But Hey, you know, there's a lot of talented people working on all, all of those properties like dear Lord. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I also went over your Barton Fink episode too. That was a, that was fun. Mm-hmm. I love that movie. Uh, in a lot of ways, it, it appeals to the nerdy cine, cinematiste in me. <laughs> yeah. Each and every one of you is totally right, though. It is like such a basic, like film school, like type of setup until the end. Just like this one guy, just just trying to solve artistic puzzles without ever actually solving any type of artistic puzzle, and yeah. then you get to the end as just pure hellfire and John Goodman uh, being a symbolic crazy <laughs> guy. <laughs> Literal hellfire. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah it, that's awesome. it's it's wild uh yeah <laughs> it's it's fun it's always fun uh doing episodes where i guess i should if, if for if your listeners that don't the, the show we're talking about let's rewatch uh, the, is a podcast i host as, as you said but I, I don't know the premise is basically it's for those if you don't aren't aware it's um the show's broken up into two halves and we record a short conversation before watching the movie which is the subject matter of the episode and we're talking about who's in the movie and who directed it and wrote it. And we play games like, was this movie successful? Here's a little bit of trivia that doesn't spoil anything about it. And we do like predictions. Is this movie? Cause sometimes, you know, it might be, we try to pick movies that are older. We say, well, older, at least 10 years old. And we, no one has seen it for a while for at least a number yeah. of years, like five years plus, or no one's seen, or, or some of, you know, a lot of times, more frequently than not, there's at least one of us that's never seen it, which is always interesting to get their take on stuff. And so we kind of do a short conversation of like some, you know, high level, like, oh, and then, we, then we'll kind of do go around the horn and predictions of like, yeah. I think this movie's going to be bad or I think this movie's going to be great. And then we pause our recording and we all go watch it right then and there. And then we come back within minutes of having finished the movie. Right. And then record the second half of the podcast where we didn't have a discussion about the movie and and uh and it's just it's it it's i've had people give you know good feedback they like that they can kind of feel the energy 
like when you're when you're talking about a movie having literally just finished it and also what's really interesting is when the energy shifts from the first half to the second half where you know whether it's we were um pessimistic about the movie and then we ended up really liking it that kind of swing upward is is fun or also like the swing downwards can be fun too where we're high on the horse like hey we think this movie's gonna be rad and we all come back like oh no that was that was that was garbage that was and and it becomes a it becomes a dunk fest uh making fun (laughs) of the movie but uh i always say because because there are so many like bad movie like we're gonna make fun of this movie podcast we're not that though i mean it happens we get those episodes but I always say like we're we're the ambig we're the ambiguity movie podcast. We're the we don't know. We're gonna find out. And that's the whole point is we want movies that are ambiguous if it's gonna hold up or not or be good or not. Yeah, um, totally. And that's part of the fun. And and we go into the movie wanting to like it with like good intention. We want to like this. But if we don't like it, it's bad or it's like problematic, we're gonna talk about it <laughs> afterwards. Yeah. So what I like is it's there's a kind of a randomness to it, kind of an unpredictability, which I think is fun. Where as opposed to like you know for which is other you know ones might be like every time it's going to be we're making fun of a movie, we're making fun of a movie. For us, it's going to be there could be one episode where we're just dunking on a bad movie for 45 minutes, and another episode is like we're getting into a really interesting like introspective discussion about like filmmaking or like good storytelling or um, so. I like the uh, eclecticness of it is. It's a lot of fun for me as someone make as a person you know making it. It's a lot of fun. Totally, totally. Um, I'm I'm completely amazed about how uh, capable you are of keeping your time together because I'm not very good at it at all. You you've been able to write two science fiction novels, being uh, you know having like full time careers as well you know as being a daddy. <laughs> I'm impressed, <laughs> buddy. I'm impressed. Uh, you're. you're your novel space tripping seems like it takes a lot from the Douglas Adams uh, playbook. Oh yeah. I mean, he's Douglas Adams and Terry Pratchett, Sir, Sir Terry Pratchett are, are my two Sir favorite Terry authors. Terry Pratchett. Are my two favorite authors of all time. Um, do, do you want to elaborate on them a little bit, please? I, I mean, uh, yeah, like reading I'd stuff, love to hear what you have to say about them. If I could, I mean, I'll be succinct. So if I could boil it down, it really is like, with like both of them, I, I would just be reading their books when I was younger, and just like you can do that, you can you <laughs> can do like we're talking about, you can like make that kind of joke, or you can just like break all the rules of writing. I'm doing air quotes, like you can just like say f this and like just put a hilarious footnote joke in there, and just yeah, like break the fourth wall and talk right to the reader for a paragraph, and then go right back into your story. You can just do whatever you want. I'm like that's amazing. I love like I can't believe you're like you can they let you do that. Like <laughs> okay that's great and then i just and then they're just fun quirky stories and um i think what i like too is there's a lot of like chaos and randomness to them but it's not but here's the thing people forget people because i think we're kind of on the backward end of that arc but there definitely is like a period where it's like random for random sake (laughs) how random is this how chaotic is this and it's like no 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 no. there actually needs to be like a point like it can seem random or chaotic if you go if you read their books if you read douglas adams if you read terry pratchett if you read the disc world books it it is it is careful planning masquerading as randomness and they're not just doing things for any sake all it all like circles back together in the end and i love that where it's like what a weird quirky thing and then, oh my gosh, and then there's the payoff for that later in the book, for that thing you thought was a weird, quirky, throwaway moment. Yeah. Um, so that's something I just... 
And also they hit on something for me is with mo- with my writing and the things I create is I think a lot of people get lost in a fog of this is art or like what they want to do. For for me, at the end of the day, I'll, I'll, I want to make stuff that brings enjoyment. I want people to I want people to have like these involuntary big smiles on their face and they're reading my books and not even realize they're smiling and they kind of close and they're like, oh, my cheeks hurt. Uh that's the type of stuff I just want to make. I just want to create things that bring fun and bring joy to people. Totally. That's yeah, that's perfectly respectable. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you brought a lot of joy to me in the short time I've been associated with you. I, I definitely appreciate your time and I, I appreciate your candor. I, I, lo- I love going on your Twitter and kind of messing around. I'm sorry we haven't quite had too much interaction <laughs> in the short time we've known each other, but it's an absolute pleasure to have you on here. Um, yeah, I'm definitely a big Douglas Adams fan. I do think like his insanity was purposeful. Like everything he did had a purpose, even if it wasn't necessarily something that's out in front to scrutinize. You know, like he was a person mm-hmm. I often worked use jokes as plot points and things of that nature. I always think that's respectable when you're capable of turning gags into something purposeful in your work of mm-hmm. art. Like, cause I just, I'm getting so sick of things like family guy where like you just have gags like that are strung together. Like they don't have any necessary plot function. They don't have any necessary character function sometimes. And it feels like we've been, just drowning in that for so long that it seems like when, when we get stories that are a little more character based, it, it's, it's shocking almost, you know, like some of the, like some of the Disney revival stuff doesn't necessarily seem any better to me than some other cartoons I grew up with. But at the same time, they're great for what they are because a lot of creator driven stuff wasn't being done at Disney and like they mm-hmm. weren't being given, they weren't being given the freedom to have, uh, you know, more interconnected arcs throughout their cartoons. There were you know, a lot of these people were working on shitty cartoons before they got to do this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, Absolutely. How do you uh, how do you how do you feel about yourself now that you're not only you know this big figure uh, online, you're also a published author? Does that come with a certain weight to it? I I mean, I wouldn't call my <laughs> I, I don't know if I'd call myself a big figure. Um, I've got you know a nice following and i'm very grateful and i want you know i have a long in my mind i still have a long way to go i have still a lot of hill left to climb uh it's you know i got a lot i still have a ton i want to do i have more at least one if not more books in the space tripping series i want to write and i'm working on them now um i don't i also actually have been the last couple of years writing professionally in the uh the ttrpg space like tabletop role-playing games um, like that famous one that everyone knows that uses dice and has to do with dragons, possibly maybe like a dungeon or two. Nice <laughs> um, dragons, yeah. Nice <laughs> dragons, yeah. No, but I I, uh, I write for independent publications in that space as well, and you know play in a, in a live streamed game on the Geekly Inc. Twitch channel, and uh, I've got a lot of I've got a new big project in the works that I'm kind of spearheading can that you, should be uh, launching soon can you talk to us about that can i mean yeah it's it, it, a little bit yeah it's basically it's uh you know it, it's going to be original content original setting but the way i'm kind of um not to get too far in the weeds but basically 
people that are creating content in that space, in the RPG space, are pretty much doing one of two things, or they're doing them both, but they're kind of considered like separate part, separate halves of the world. Hey, feel either... free to be raw on this shit, okay? <laughs> you're 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 either um, you're either like playing, right, and yeah. you're turning that into content, like a show, like it's an, like a podcast or a live stream or something like that, right? Right. So that's fun, and those are great, and there's pop, sure. there's a big audience for them. Uh, but they're, they're also hard to like, it's hard to make money doing it. If you're doing this is your job, like if you're a professional creator, it, it's really hard to get a, a, a following big enough where you can, you're generating decent like ad yeah. avenue or things like that. Oh, uh, but they're fun. Everyone likes who doesn't love playing D and D, right? Totally. Uh, or you're creating original content like books, you know, like source books, campaigns, but those are a ton of work too, right? And there's a whole other pro it's a whole other project of like, well, we gotta get a printer and art and if you have this whole team and you usually have to do like a Kickstarter and that's I've done those and they're absolutely exhausting Kickstarter because you're just like every day trying to promo stuff, go on shows like yours, you know, and, and damn straight. It's just, they're just a whole thing. So like how can I kind of like splice the two together? So I'm working on a project where I'm kind of marrying a streamed show to original content that can be purchased with yeah. you know like books the it, we're starting just digital only because you know most people are like you know digital and um and kind of trying to take the things i like so it, it's common I'll, I'll i'll pick yeah it's uh so but it's shaping up i'm really liking what i see so far of like the art and stuff Wonderful. Is that a, is that also going to be fantasy themed or will that be more science fiction based? Possibly? No, that'll be like fantasy. That'll be okay. yeah, like yeah. I know you enjoy uh, the, the so I'll say like the world uh it'll be like sword, sorcery, maybe a little okay. and with 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 a with a healthy dose of actually not to say of of pirate flair to it as well. A lot oh. of seafaring adventures. Little little pirates of the Caribbean in there. Exciting. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you find that insulting. It's okay if you do. I mean, no, I'm, I'm, no. I, I shouldn't say it's okay if you do. I, 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 that's I, another I, one. I, I, the 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 controversial and polarizing oh, nature of the star of those films, notwithstanding, which I don't want to get into. I, I don't want uh, to either. Okay. But I'm, that being yeah. said, those films, especially the first, and there's again another franchise kind of diminishing returns each subsequent film, but especially that oh. first one, a delightful and incredibly enjoyable film. Yes. Um, that's what those but, films should be, and then after that, they completely forget what they should be like. They kind of, they just, yeah, again, yeah. It goes into a wormhole of nonsense mythology that does not lead <laughs> anywhere. And I will fight anyone who thinks otherwise. I'm sorry. And they're gonna start conflating. Out. Yeah, it's like fast forward. It's gonna be uh, Jack Sparrow versus Zeus, or like the Greek gods, or something like that. Yeah, it's gonna it's, just keep... none of this. None of this. Stuff, uh, that's like, fine. That's I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um no so, <laughs> so it's just a, a lot of stuff and i've my my list of things robbie that man it's just the work is never done i have so many and it's exciting i have lots of cool things um yeah i, I, I have like a i have another big like game project that i was a writer on that i can't i can't say i literally that's all i can say is i did it and it's written oh. but it's not coming out for like a year and a half and i can't say oh, okay. anything about it so that'll be cool wow. and uh but I just am excited for the for the 
professionally for the near future and all these i got lots of hopefully cool stuff that's gonna that i've been working on for a while it's gonna come out more books more game you know like more gaming stuff um more books. possibly more films short films. i've written like a short, what's that a short film a i had one i wrote and it's out and i'm working on another feature length film too it's in it's, it's in it's in it's very early infancy stage yeah man man i love that commitment um i've had to kind of pare down some of my own artistic pursuits just uh due to issues with life and health yada yada i'm sure you mm-hmm. get it um yep. but yeah i've also tried to be some of a renaissance man i've been interested in film and animation for a long time most mm-hmm. people around here probably know me as a musician but at the same time i've been trying to make animation on my own which is a Herculean task, and I've been failing at it rapidly for years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that seems daunting. Oh, it I wish I wish I could animate and just make animation my own. I that just I, but it's one of those things where I'm like, I that's just that is a sheer cliff wall with very few handholds that I don't know oh, that yeah. I have it in me to climb. Oh, it's it's a lot because I just uh. There are just days where I have to stop because thinking about the workload it brings on is such a mm-hmm. such a massive thing. Like, and I've 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 tried to incorporate animation into my own like shows, like into my music performances. And I've never gotten to really pull that off the way it needed to be, and that's always been very frustrating. Um, so yeah, I've just been kind of paring down on some things because really, if I want to produce good animation, I'm going to need to have a team that will be reliable behind me. And, you know, because like I could do like dailies or test animations out the wazoo, but having the time to fully like create a finalized product of animation, mm-hmm. man, that's a that's a that's a commitment. You know, um, yeah. I watched the Happy Happy Joy Joy documentary like a. Uh, like a week ago, just kind of like sitting somewhere waiting for a ride to pop up. And the amount of commitment those people had to have, especially working with that guy. Uh, I don't really want to say his name. We all know who he is. We all know what he did. <laughs> yeah. But like the amount of art that went into that show and was created for that show. Oh, those people were so dedicated and they worked so hard under such intense conditions. Like I'll never not respect how hard it was to pull off some of that stuff, you know? Um, right. Especially when overseas studios were involved too, which I think is something we also have to keep in mind when we're critiquing media, because oftentimes productions are very, uh, very international. And sometimes these production problems aren't even necessarily the fault of anyone in particular. They're the fault of international issues mm-hmm. in communication between people. So uh, I, I I try to keep that in mind too when I'm critiquing art, you know, when I'm looking at older movies. Like uh, I know when they were sending stuff over, like this is a common animation problem too. When they were sending stuff over to the animation, like studios overseas, they would, they would specify something, but because the people in that culture had no reference they had to create a facsimile that they didn't understand. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, like that you could say like a specific type of shoe and they might just be like, Oh, well, it's just a shoe. Like I can just make a shoe and it won't be that big of a deal, you know? And then it becomes a huge problem later on because they have like a, a mismatching outfit or something. So that's another thing that I, I think a lot about animation production because it's, 
It's one of those things that seems to breed tyrants. <laughs> a lot mm -hmm. of animation production people seem to be really, really intense in a way that isn't healthy. Uh, I've been doing a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of research on how to democratize like the workforce and things like that. And anyways, maybe I'm diverging. Uh, you probably need to get off here pretty soon, buddy. But would yeah, you we got a few more minutes? Yeah, we got a few, yeah. We are. Um, we are recording this. I alluded to earlier, listener. Uh, we're recording this kind of right up a little bit before I go live on that live stream show I do on Geekly Inc. So, totally. uh, hey, if y'all got nothing to do with Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, head over to twitch.tv slash Geekly Inc. and uh, watch us play some uh, some adventure in the frozen wastelands of Icewind yeah. Dale. Yeah, I'm gonna be joining. I'm gonna be watching with you uh, after this. I'm really excited to do that. Like I said, I hadn't been able to carve out the time before, but now I I do have the time, so I'm very excited to watch that with you. Um, do you guys have big plans for that coming up? No, uh, I mean we're just. It's a fun thing to do. It's a bunch of us who are uh, either you know full time creative people or people that have jobs that allow us to do this during the day. Um, yeah. And you're not uh, you're not planning on selling to Amazon or anything. <laughs> uh, you your own bigger. cartoon show on Amazon. We gotta get a, <laughs> we gotta get a little bigger for that. Um, but uh, I, yeah, I don't know. We're gonna finish this campaign, and we were originally started the show to do the uh, we were, we did two. We're on a, this is our second season of it, and we were our whole thing was we were doing the official Wizards of the Coast publications, and then. I don't know. We're, I think we're going to maybe switch things up in the third season and uh, I might move into the DM uh, role and uh, run a game that I've written myself for a publication. So, oh, cool. But uh, we're kind of we're kind of hitting like some uh, I don't know for like five, back quarter of it. But we're kind of hitting today. Yeah, we're, we're hitting some some big some big stuff's going to start happening in the show, like big plot stuff, like big, Sweet. big fights, big battles and things and. So yeah, no, it's DDs. I just love, I love playing T RPGs. They're so fun. Uh, I, uh, I've only actually watched playthroughs because I've just never uh, had enough time to devote between all my other <laughs> junk that I'm into, <laughs> you know. So I spend like yeah. time when I can watching playthroughs, and like that's how I like D D D. And I think it's a, I think it's incredible how big the D D community is now, and that there's people who are casual. And like fans of it, and they they mm -hmm. want to be into D and D, but maybe they don't always have the time necessary to put into D and D. I'm really yeah. looking forward to your show. <laughs> um, anyways, I should probably be letting you off here, so you have plenty of time to prepare. I I appreciate you coming on so much. This was such a good little conversation. It's going to be a great episode of my show. If you got anything else you want to promote, anything else you want to say, please right here, right yeah. now. It was really nice meeting you. Um, yeah, so. Listener, uh, I'm at the Pat Edwards everywhere on Twitter, uh, you know, Instagram, and my website's thepatedwards.com. And uh, yeah, as, as we talked about, I've got a, a sci-fi novel series called Space Tripping. There's two books out currently, and there's uh, one of the the D, D books I co-wrote is called The Red Opera. If you look that up, and check out Let's Rewatch. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on Conversations with Robbie Sherman. I'm Robbie Sherman. This is the end of the show. Good night, everybody.